Hallelujah. Without any further ado, remain standing. It's my privilege to introduce you tonight, our, our guest speaker. Get ready for Ivan Tate. baby up. Praise the Lord. Well, we found two more books. So um, any of you that wanted the letters from God for children, whoever gets here first, you can have it. Pass it out. All righty. Praise the Lord. Let's pray today for Pastor Daniel and Pastor Karen and their children. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit, the power of, that, of your Holy Spirit, how beautiful it is that a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Just being in your presence is so fantastic, so exciting, so amazing, so life-changing. Everything about you, Lord, is just disarming. Everything about you is, is just beautiful. You're just beautiful. You're good and kind. You clean people and deliver people, heal people and set people free and blow everybody's minds. Praise God. So just freak everybody out again tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, hug a few people and say you're so skinny. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, and let us minister to you the Word of God. So, we were going to talk about unlocking your potential, but the Lord switched me on that. So, go to Genesis 1 and verse 3, and um, we, uh, if you weren't here in any of the other services, I believe they have the tapes of the messages, uh, the healed life, and then how to become a healer. Those messages are available. The Holy Ghost showed up. It's powerful. And then tonight, we're going to talk about becoming light walkers. Genesis 1-3, the earth was without form, and it was empty. It was a waste. And darkness was upon the face of the earth and of the deep. The Spirit of God was moving, brooding, and hovering over the face of the waters. God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. It was suitable and pleasant, and he approved it. And God separated the light from the darkness. Praise the Lord. 
every day, every day of your life, darkness is speaking to you. Every day of your life, darkness is knocking on your door. And every day of your life, you have to make a decision to surround yourself with light. You have to choose light. Darkness invades, but light must be chosen. You have to choose to live in the light. You don't have to choose to live in the darkness because it's everywhere. It's inside you. It's in your Adamic nature. It's inside of every person you talk to every day. It's inside of their Adamic nature. To be light, you have to make the right choices. You have to choose not to lie when you know it will benefit you to do so, even if it's temporary. You have to choose to tell the truth if you know it's going to hurt you to do it. You have to choose to forgive a person and not hate them and not be bitter. You have to choose to get up and do the will of God when it's so easy not to do it. Darkness is everywhere in everybody. And God wants to teach us how to keep ourselves in light. You've never been scared most of the time when the lights are on. You're normally scared when the lights are out. You hear things. You hear sounds. There are people even known to freak their husbands out in the middle of the night. <laughs> to not let the man sleep. Because they hear sounds. There's someone in the house. Someone is eating our children. Don't you hear that noise? They're, they're breaking down the house. They're ripping out the doors. Get up. Go kill them. Before they kill us. Darkness has a voice. Darkness has many voices. Not anybody in this room has not had fellowship with darkness. Everyone has fellowship with darkness since you were little. The first time you got scared of the dark, you began to fellowship with it. The first time you told a lie, the first time you hurt a person, the first time you told a lie about a person, the first time you tried to get even with somebody, the first time you did something impure and ungodly, you were in fellowship with darkness. Then light began to call to you. The word of God began to call you out of the darkness and into the marvelous light. Now that you've been out of the darkness for a while, you realize that sometimes people take vacations into the darkness. They take weekend trips into the darkness. They'll just go back to the darkness for a couple hours and come back. They rent darkness which then makes them renters of light. We're supposed to own the light by being owned by the light. The only way to get rid of the darkness is to be owned. If the light doesn't own you, then you will only visit the light, but you'll never dwell in the light. 
And it is the dwelling that cleanses. Light cleanses. It literally cleans things out. It purifies the mind. It purifies the motives. Think about how much darkness there is just in motives. How we do things with false motives, ulterior motives, impure motives. And then everything good we do with a bad motive does not count. So our entire life could not count because of the motive for doing the right things. We have to do the right things for the right reason. And the only acceptable light reason is love. Praise the Lord. Look at somebody right now and say, you need to give me $100 because I'm not getting nothing out of this. This is way over my head. It's too complicated. Light and darkness, it's confusing. So God said, let there be light. I looked at the Hebrew word for the word light, and I looked at the Hebrew word there for the word darkness. The word darkness is misery. There was misery over the earth. And then God said, let there be light. And that word right there for light is happiness. Let there be happiness. Wherever you are miserable, it is because you're in the dark. Darkness and misery come together. When you get in the light, expose yourself to the light, and everything is clear then happiness starts entering your life again. It's like telling somebody, listen, I got to tell you that I lied to you. What I said was a lie. None of that was true. I made it all up. And you instantly feel better because you're now in the light again. Praise the Lord. For you to actually become a healer and for you to actually be healed... You're going to expose yourself to light and you have to stop feeding the darkness. Darkness is like a cannibal living on the inside of you. It's like a starving wolf or a predator. It's inside you and it's asking to be fed. Whatever you feed grows and whatever you starve dies. So you've got to feed the light and starve the darkness. You begin with your thoughts. You take them, you cast them on the ground, and you say, I'm not going to think like that because that leads me to a dark place. I'm not going to fantasize about that because that leads me to a dark place. I'm not going to say that because that leads to a dark place. I'm not going to have that conversation because that leads me to an emotionally dark place. I'm not going to speak those things because they lead me to a tortured place, a tormented place, a place where I get confused, where old pains come back up, old wounds arise. So I can't have that conversation. I have buried that and it needs to stay buried. I have forgiven that and we don't need to bring it up again because darkness is attached to experience. So when you have experiences that were in the darkness and you bring them up again, they carry you emotionally back to that place 
of that same darkness. So when you are delivered from the darkness, you need to totally be delivered from the darkness and never speak of it, never talk of it, never get near it, and never allow anybody else to bring it up in your life. Saying, whoop, no, I'm forgiven for that. I'm cleansed from it. I'm delivered from that. And I don't want to go back to that dark place. And I'm going to let you drag me back there because I am not that person. I do not do those things. And I have been set free. You've got to put your hand out and say, devil, you're not taking me back there through any person. Because we are light walkers. We live in the light. And when that happens, all the blessings come. So all the darkness you're involved in is making you miserable. There are seven realms of darkness that we're going to talk about and seven realms of light that God wants us to walk in. Tell somebody, I just want to live in the light. I want light everywhere. Where there is light, God lives there. God dwells in the light because God is the light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Then he said to us, you are the light of the world. A person doesn't take a candle and hide it under a bushel. He sets it on the top of the hill so it can be seen from all over the world. If a ship is at sea, it wrecks when it can't see where it's going because the lighthouse is not on. But when the lighthouse is on, then the ships can avoid the rocks, they can avoid destruction, and they can avoid disaster. That's why as parents, you have to speak light to your children. You have to talk light to your children. You have to preach the light to your children. You have to expose the darkness to your children. And you have to train your children how darkness works. You have to t teach your daughters how men seduce women. You have to say, this is how unsaved men will try to seduce you. This is the tactics they will use. And this is how Christian men will try to seduce you. They will use Jesus to try to seduce you. They want to pray with you. And hold your hand. And then do whatever you let them do. But a godly man won't touch you. Because he's a man of light. Men of light don't make out with women they're not married to. They don't flirt. A godly man and a godly woman will never flirt because flirting is how you tell somebody that your heart does not belong to anybody. Flirting is how you tell somebody that you're not owned. Don't feel the love on that, so I'm going right over here. Praise God. Woo, Jesus. Glory to God. Wow. Bombs. I have come as a light into the world so that whoever believes in me, whoever cleaves to and trusts in and relies on me may not continue to live in the darkness. Now, very few people need to have darkness defined because we've been in it so long. 
Praise the Lord. But I'm going to do it anyway. Here are the elements of darkness. This is how you know darkness is functioning in your life. Fear. Fear comes from darkness. There's no fear in a clean conscience. The innocent have nothing to fear. But when you lie, cheat, break the law, steal, and do things like that, then you're in constant fear of being caught, exposed, and having consequences that will hurt you and bring pain into your life. That's why it's better never to lie to your wife. It's best to just take whatever's going to come. Just, tell, just say it. Did you leave the toilet like that? No, no, I didn't leave the toilet like that. I don't know how that happened. We're the only two here. Nobody's visited. It wasn't like that this morning. Nobody's been in the house. Did you leave the toilet like that? Yeah, I left the toilet like that. Did you leave your whiskers in the sink? No, 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 I didn't learn. Well, I don't shave. Where are your underwear? I, I can't find your underwear anywhere. Do you have any underwear? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got lots. I got lots of pairs, lots of pairs. Where are they? How long you been wearing those? Well, when's the last time you took a shower? Oh, yesterday? Yeah, 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 yesterday. Really? Soap hasn't been touched. It's been exactly in that same position. Darkness is everywhere. And unless you expose the darkness, it will eat you like a dessert and devour your soul until you don't care if you're in the darkness or the light. How many people and friendships have you lost because you lied? Turn to three people and say, man, I can't handle this. This is too heavy right now. My gosh, I was looking for a light sermon tonight. Somebody shot in the arm, Ivan. Unlock your potential. Unforgiveness is darkness. Blindness is darkness. Confusion is darkness. Destruction is darkness. Curses are darkness. Death is darkness. Wrong conclusions are darkness. The presence of demons is darkness. Satanic traits, evil communication. Hell is darkness. And being evil is darkness. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 5.8 For once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Lead the lives of those native born to the light. Say it out loud. I am native born to the light. Say it. I am a light walker. I eat light. I drink light. I talk about light. I think about light. What does Philippians 4 says? Think about these things, things that are beautiful, things that are lovely, 
things that are full of praise, things that are full of virtue, things that are full of justice. Think on these things because the mind, Romans 8, 5, 6, 7, and 8, the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Praise God. Why do you get depressed? Because you're dwelling in the darkness in your mind and your mind has been mentoring you and pastoring you into the darkness. Wow. Worry is darkness. Wow. Unforgiveness is darkness. Fear is darkness. Revenge is darkness. So we got to walk out of that. Lust is darkness. Lasciviousness is darkness. Uncleanness is darkness. Pornography is darkness. Praise the Lord. You are the light of the world. Say it out loud. Light is the absence of every form Light is the presence of every form of God. And darkness is the absence of every form of God. Darkness is where there's nothing of God in the situation. It's just all bad. And light is when God is everywhere. He's healing people. Relationships are being restored. People are forgiving each other. People are being nice to each other. They're being patient with each other. They're being long-suffering. They're being gentle with one another. They're being kind to their children. They're not raising their voices. They're not watching garbage on TV. They are praying together as a couple. They are reading the Word together. They're talking about Jesus. They're repenting for their sins. They're turning away from darkness. They're running towards the light. They're bringing their children into the light. They're not smoking pot when they the kids go to sleep. They're not taking drugs when the babies are sleeping. They're not watching pornography when the children are sleeping and then paying for it and tithing to Satan and then letting the demons come on their children while they sleep. Six-year-old children are having perverted dreams because the parents are addicted to pornography. I did a purity conference and had over 47 Married couples that came forward to repent for watching pornography together. I had a six-year-old and a nine-year-old and a 12-year-old that came as well. Addicted already. The darkness is everywhere. 48% of Christian women are addicted to pornography. That means half of all the women in church are kinky. Seventy-two percent of men. That's three out of every four men. I don't feel the love again. Praise God. Here we are. Lord Jesus, Brother Ivan, my God. Jesus, you should have preached on that potential. Through the tender mercy of God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Yes. 
consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Lighten the eyes of my faith to behold your face in the pitch-like darkness, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Praise God. That you may show yourselves to be blameless and guileless, innocent and uncontaminated children of God, without blemish, faultless, unrebukable in the midst of a crooked and wicked generation, spiritually perverted and perverse, among whom you are seen as bright lights and stars and beacons shining out clearly in the dark world. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand and say, that's what I'm talking about. Come on, let's praise him and say, I'm taking light home with me tonight. Everybody say it, I'm taking light with me tonight. Say, I'm walking out of the darkness. I'm not smoking any more reefers. Say it out loud. I'm done with cocaine and heroin. Turn to somebody and say, my God, are we supposed to say that? If you're not doing it, you say it to make the people next to you feel comfortable saying it. You don't want them to feel uncomfortable. Praise the Lord. These are the realms of darkness. First is found in Isaiah 60, verse 2. You can read that on your own. And also in Psalm 82, 5. And it's the absence of divine sight. That's what the word darkness means. You Men, women, people get into darkness when the absence of divine sight is in their lives. In other words, you can no longer see divinely. You can't judge a situation with the perspective of God anymore. That is darkness. When you get in the light, your perspective all of a sudden turns on and you're able to view everybody and view everything from a perspective of divinity. You're able to see things divinely and not from your flesh or from your uh, life of bondage that you've been in. You're not able to say, wait a second, I see this from a divine position. Because you're in light and light takes your eyes and tunes them to God's eyesight. Praise the Lord. Two, deep darkness, which is Isaiah 16, verse 2 as well. Very powerful. It means the presence of tangible evil on someone. So when a person is in deep darkness, when you're next to him, you can actually tangibly sense darkness on that person. There is evil on that person and you can sense it. And the more time you spend in the light, the easier it is to sense darkness. And that's good because then you can get rid of that darkness for that person if they want it off of them. But I can tell you right now, I've been in this situation, what I'm about to tell many times, probably, probably hundreds of times, where I've stood next to a person and I could tell you right there they had a spirit of suicide on them, just like that. And I said, don't do it. Don't commit suicide. And they'll start crying. A total stranger just telling them that they'll start weeping. Said, Jesus has a plan for you and he loves you and you've got to stop running from him. He's not the one that's going to hurt you. Everybody else you're involved with, this is where they brought you. The choices you've made, the friends you have, this is where they brought you. 
you think having more of the same kind of friends is going to get you out of that? It's not going to get you out of that. Staying in what you're in, you think that's going to get No, it's not going to get you. It's just going to take you deeper. Deep darkness is the presence of evil. It's on people. The spirit of murder can be on a person. You can detect it. Hatred is very easy to detect. Perversion and sexual impurity and the spirit of violating people is on people. You can detect it. It's a darkness. Say it. I'm not going to have anything to do with the darkness because I'm going to be in the light. I'm going to expel darkness. Say it out loud. I'm going to drive darkness out in the name of Jesus. See, because I'm not part of the darkness. Say it. I've been delivered by Jesus. I've been set free by Jesus. And I don't want to have darkness anywhere in my house. I don't want to have it in my bedroom. I don't want to have it on my children. I don't want to have it in my business. I don't want to have it in any area of my life. I've had enough darkness. I've been afraid enough. I hope that's your cry. Because remember, the kinky thoughts will come. When you're lonely and alone and unhappy and unsatisfied because your relationship with Jesus, and here's the truth, is not enough. And the moment Jesus is not enough, you are going to go back to what you know that brings you temporary pleasure. That'll be whiskey, river, take my mind. <laughs> Much of Christianity is empty, worthless, foolish, and powerless. It's ritualistic. There's no tangible God in it. Nobody sees God, hears God, talks to God, tastes God, feels God, knows God, or anything. It's all religion. And religion is part of darkness. Religion crucified Jesus. But the light is obvious. Praise the Lord. Become a person everybody can trust because you always tell the truth by taking the blame for the things you actually do. Say, wait a second. Who left all these dishes here like this? I did. I left the dishes like that. Why? Why didn't you clean them? I didn't want to clean them. I felt lazy and I just decided not to clean them. I just said, I'm not going to clean them. Oh, okay. That's been my experience. How about the baby's diaper that's uh, right here, just left there, and some of it's running out? Who did that? I said, I did that. You left the diaper like running out? Did you see it that way? Yeah, I saw it that way. You saw it that way and left it there. I saw it that way and left it there. All right. Or you can just make up a long lie. A stranger came in while I was sleeping and took the baby and tried to change its diaper. But the stranger didn't know how to do it. So some of it leaked out. Oh yes, my brothers and sisters, I have committed many sins. I'm ashamed of them, but I did it. One time I came home 
little children. I noticed one of my children crawling around with a little poop running down. <laughs> Did I do what a godly man would do? Pick up that child, take him in, wash him off, clean him, put a diaper on? No. I did what many wicked husbands like me did. I backed up. I went in a room way back. And from that room, I shouted, Sweetie, where are the children? I'm sensing something. It was years later that I confessed to that sin. <laughs> years later. My wife and daughters and children like cats. I happened at that time, I'm okay now, but at that time was a cat hater. I was at the point, at that point, where I wanted a hunting season. I'm not there now. I see the value of cats. But back then. So when they would be gone, I would grab the cats and throw them out the door because they were pooping in my shoes. And I woke up one morning and put my foot right in, right, and it went right through my toes. And I screamed because there's no smell like a cat litter. And they, they do it behind stoves. I don't know how they get under there. <laughs> Places you can't reach it. And it brought hate, just hate. And I gathered my whole family one day because I was under such conviction. I said, I have been living in sin. Been grabbing the cats, throwing them out. <laughs> don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. You got your own little sins. Let's all share together. I'm being transparent. We're talking about being in the light. Praise the Lord. I've only liked one cat my entire life. A little cat was born to some of those crazy cats. And a little white one, we named it Fluffy. I tell you that this cat acted like a dog. He really did. I just fell in love with the cat. But then it started acting weird one day. Took him to the vet. I said, what's wrong with this cat? He's the greatest cat we've ever had. He actually doesn't act like a cat. He acts like a dog. She examined the cat. He said, sir, your cat only has half a brain. He actually only had half of a brain. He died shortly after. We did a big funeral. We buried him in the back. We all of the, everybody's weeping. The children are weeping. My wife and I are weeping. Little Fluffy. The darkness in you will always be louder until you shut it up. Yes. Wow, Praise God. 
turn to somebody right now and say, holla, holla, you're losing weight again. <laughs> then you have outer darkness, which means the place of uncrossable evils and unconsolable depths of emptiness. Outer darkness. You can find that in Matthew 25, 30. Then you have the fourth thing in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen type of darkness, which is delusion. The inability to reason with light. You actually can no longer have a conversation about the truth. Wow. You're past reaching. You now will not go to heaven because you cannot be reasoned with. Light arises in the darkness for the upright, the gracious, the compassionate, the just, who are in right standing with God. Everybody say it out loud. Light is going to rise up for me. Proverbs 14, you shall be like the sun rising up in the morning. It will get brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Tell somebody that right now. Your light is getting brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Praise God. How many of you have ever been lied to by somebody you love? Did it feel good? Did you enjoy that? That's why it's hard. That's why Jesus says if you're a single man or a single woman, don't marry an unbeliever because they're still infected with the habits of darkness. A believer is supposed to be delivered from the habits of darkness, which we all learn as we grow up in darkness and we go to different levels. The people in prison, they go to different levels. Because their, their pastor is Satan himself. Praise the Lord. Tell somebody right now, all darkness is leaving my family. Then you have 2 Corinthians 4, 4, level 5, which is blindness. Or the inability to even see light when the light is on. You're in the middle of light, you're surrounded by light, but you can't see it. Praise God. Say, my eyes see the light. A tiny light. A minute light. I can detect it. I'm walking to the light and in the light. Till I die, I am a light walker. I carry light. I give light to other people. I set darkness running. Come on, praise God a little bit and say, man, I'm... I'm. The sixth level is in John 12, 35, which is lostness. The actual word for, for that is lostness, walking and living as a dead person. totally lost and incapable of finding your way back to the truth and the light. Now, this is a hard thing to hear, ladies and gentlemen, but it is the truth. Every day people die in the thousands around the world, maybe more than that. 
And many of those people do not go to heaven because they are lost and cannot find their way to the light. Judas could not repent. He knew he was wrong and he felt bad for it, but he couldn't repent. So he went out and hung himself because he's so lost. You should be praising God right now because you once were lost and now you are found. We should stand up right now and start praising God for saving us and for drawing us out of the darkness and for letting us, allowing us to get saved, giving us the ability to see light, giving us the ability to say yes to Jesus, that we were so full of darkness and we were able to get saved. Praise God. Give somebody a hug next to you and say glory to God. All right, be seated. The seventh one is, the actual word for that darkness is to become a teacher of darkness. This is where you're no longer just darkness. You're not teaching darkness and making disciples of darkness. Jesus told the Pharisees, the religious leaders, he said, you make one convert and then make him twice the child of hell that you are. Turn your TV on and you will find preacher after preacher teaching false things. And people of every kind teaching every kind of imaginable thing. And they are discipling people into darkness. The word of God is your safety. Becoming a Bible scholar is the only path to total freedom. You must dedicate your life to knowing and studying the scripture so that you cannot be deceived by good people with bad beliefs. Because the most dangerous person in the world is a good person with bad beliefs. I had the most beautiful mother that anybody could ever have. She raised me without a dad. The most beautiful person. She never raised her voice to me one time, never hit me one time, never yelled at me, never said a critical word to me or about anyone else, never even saw her lose her temper, never saw her sick one day. Worked at the same job from 18 to 76. Had the same routine every day. Got up, did her, her wheel thing for her stomach, walked five miles. At night, she went to bed at the same time, put the white cream on. She had a white face every night, different hairdos. Sometimes she had the cones and sometimes all kinds of stuff. But my mother told me when I was a little boy, she said, never read the Bible because you will lose your mind, you will grow your hair long, you will get a guitar, you will walk around barefooted talking to little green people. Only the priests can tell you what's in the Bible. She owned a Bible that had a lock on it. And she would just hold it in church. It never was unlocked. And man, my little sister and I would see that and we'd just back up. She meant well because she was trying to protect us from going crazy. But I was chasing a girl down the street at 17. She turned around and she said, you have mental problems. 
I said, yes, I do. <laughs> Why are you chasing me? I love you. She said, if you read this book, I'll talk to you. The book was torn, had writing everywhere. I sat down under a tree. It opened to 1 Corinthians 13. By verse 5, I was saved. Satan knew the first time I'd read the Bible, I'd get saved. So he tried to keep it from me. Look at somebody and say, the light is calling. Time to come out of the darkness. Time to come out of sin. Compromise. Don't believe the preachers that tell you you can sin all you want and nothing bad is going to happen to you. Don't believe them. It's a lie. It's a total lie. It's a complete lie. And there's nothing true about it. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. There's no scriptures that can prove any of that. We reap what we sow. There's, un, there's unmerited favor, but it's also obedience. Fear God. Don't let somebody steal the fear of God from you by telling you you never have to repent again. That's wicked. Because you're going to repent, you're going to repent tonight. Praise the Lord. Look at somebody and say, I'm going to repent. I'm getting ready. Remember, don't protect yourself from the Holy Spirit. Don't box God. Take your heart and pull it out and just open it up like that and let him just see everything. Praise the Lord. Look at two people and say, this is going to be awesome. The final level of light, the eighth level, is when you are given demonic light. Satan now gives you demonic light. You actually are given demonic powers to perform evil things. Demons now assist you in your life to be able to overpower people, to control people, and to have power over situations. Now you are one of his evangelists. Praise the Lord. Tell somebody near you, Ooh, Allah, get to the good part. Praise God. Jesus, freaking me out, Ivan. Praise God. This is a beautiful scripture, Exodus 10, 23. Go over there and read it on your own. Newton, how many of you heard of Isaac Newton? Who, who discovered the, the spectrum, the light spectrum, and broke it down and, 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 and noticed that light has color. So I went and studied this and found what the colors were and then matched them with what the colors represent in the Bible. Because if light is in you, you need to know what's in you that you can do. These are the colors of that spectrum, red which means redemption. Do you know that you have already, the second you get saved, the power to get people saved? Because redemption is inside you. Orange, which is new beginnings in the Bible. Do you know you have the power to always start over again, no matter how many times you fail or how many mistakes you make? 
that you have in you light that will give you a new beginning as many times as you need it because you're probably going to have to repent in some areas a few thousand times before God sets you free. Yellow, which is new life. It doesn't matter what has happened or what dies. God has the power to resurrect life inside you. You have the power of resurrection on the inside you. You can actually resurrect people from the deep ashes that they are in. Praise God. Green, which is divine growth, which means that in you is the ability to grow into Christ and to become who God wants you to be in your destiny. Blue, which is heaven, which is the ability to live down here while still living up there all at the same time because heaven is on the inside of you. The kingdom of God is within you. Praise God. Somebody shout and say, I'm going to live in heaven and not in hell. Turn to somebody and say, I'm going to live in heaven. I want to have blue, 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 blue in my life. Praise God. I want to think about heaven, go to heaven, be connected to heaven. Because some of you don't do that. That's why you have nightmares. Because you think about hell too much and the demons and all the wicked stuff. But when you are, the light of heaven is in you and you can actually dwell in heaven while you sleep and have beautiful dreams because you're connected to heaven because heaven is on the inside of you. What you feed grows. What you starve dies. Praise the Lord. Then you have indigo, which is divine knowledge in the Bible. So inside you, you have the divine knowledge of God. I got saved at 17. I didn't go to church for months and months and months because I didn't know any churches. But within three months, I had almost 90 athletes saved with the little tiny light that I had. Think about that. All I would tell them is the address to the tree. And what I said at the tree, they would go and say it. Then we all got these big family-sized Bibles. We didn't read them because we were still scared of them, but we looked at the, the pictures. Praise the Lord. Look at somebody right now and say, man, this is going to be, I'm, I'm just... I'm going to just walk in the fullness of the realms of light. Here are the realms of light, and then we'll be done. Look at somebody. Light, the light that you are, the light that you have, gives you these powerful abilities. You have superpowers. Say that out, out loud. I have superpowers. <laughs> Say, I have the superpowers of God in my life. And they come in the form of light and what you can do because of light. The first type of light that you have is self-light, which is the ability to actually know who you are in God, to know everything about yourself and everything about what you're supposed to do, why you were born, where you were going, and how to get there. That light will explain you to you. Then you have light for others, which is the ability to be light for other people. You have that ability. Then you have light of others, which is the ability to see light inside of people. To know when somebody has something divine on the inside of them. Then you have light of God, 
which is the ability to know what comes from God, what is right, what is wrong, what is truth, what is from God, what is from the devil. You discover all the lights of God that there are. You're in a state of constant revelation about God and the things of God all the time. Every day you're discovering new things about God because that light is giving you that information. Then you have lights for God, which is the ability to be a light for God all over the world. You can do that right now. I did it and I didn't even go to church. All I did was just, I was just free. Became a new creature. Say that right now, I'm going to become a new creature. And then the lights of life, that is very powerful. With the light in you, you can tell when somebody is telling you something that is not true, even though it sounds really good, because you have the light to discern all the lights of life that God created. Take a walk in the woods, and God will give you sermon after sermon and revelation after revelation, because you can discern the lights of light. Praise the Lord. Study the universe, and you will weep and weep and weep. Study a human baby in the womb and you will cry and cry and cry. Study the human eye and you will weep and weep and weep because of the light that's coming to you from what God has created. Praise God. Give somebody a high five and say, man, you look so lightish. And finally, the lights of eternity. Let me just tell you a simple truth, ladies and gentlemen. Some people don't see heaven at all. They don't see eternity at all. That's why they're greedy. Greedy people have no vision of heaven. They have no vision of the next life. That's why they have to have the best house now. The best car now. That's why they have to have the most money now. Because in, in their way of living, it's all they'll ever have. But when you have a vision of heaven and eternity is real to you, this life is a job application. This is not it. That house is not the house. That car is not everything. Those clothes are not everything. You can give them all away. You can give the house away, give the car away, give the clothes away, give everything away. Because you're, you're living for something else. You're living for eternity. You're living for a city that has no end. You're living in a place that is so glorious that your life over there is going to be so glorious and so non-material. It's going to be so spiritual and full of love and life and blessings and everything great. Woo! Praise God. You see, you have in you the ability to see heaven while you're still down here on earth and to understand eternity, which makes you the most generous people in the world. Means that you give away all your money all the time. I've come home many times to empty houses. Said, oh, you gave everything away again. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. It's just a common occurrence when you're married to a woman who just thinks she just is in heaven already. Praise the Lord. I asked her one thing. I said, don't give away my guitar, please. 
please, not my guitar. If the Lord tells me, I'll do it. But he hasn't told me. <laughs> it's worth $5,000. It's really beautiful. And it was given to me. So I'm, I'm holding it and I play it. Worship you. But if the Lord tells me. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Turn on that music. Close your eyes tonight. And let's remember something. That this service switched. And we are now in a position where we can be repositioned. So we're here tonight because the light is calling us. The light is calling everybody tonight to something new. You're here because you are in a position that God wants you to move from. He wants you to get out of that position and go to something much higher that's full of much more light. Because he doesn't want you to be miserable. He wants you to be happy. And light will make you happy. Let there be happiness. Praise the Lord. What darkness is covering an area of your life? Where has darkness moved in and built itself a home in your life? What part of your life can you look at and say, that part of me is not owned by Jesus. That part of me is owned by a darkness. Because if you want to get free, this is the service to do it. Praise the Lord. Keep it. If you reveal it, God heals it. Praise God. We're going to ask Jesus to heal people tonight and to deliver people right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. I want you to just start praying right where you're at. I want you to examine your life tonight. Everybody that's ready to get right with God, just throw your hand up. Just throw it up into the air. If you say, I'm ready to just be right with God, just throw your hands up. Okay, put them down. Now, as you're sitting there, I'm going to call things out, and I'm just going to ask you to stand for a second and then sit down. Standing is you saying, I repent. That's what that says. You're repenting in front of God and man. You're letting it go. Praise the Lord. Let's let God be glorified by us making a choice to come to the light. Are you ready? If you're ready to let go of cigarettes and you're ready to let go of any kinds of drugs or any kind of liquor, I want you to stand up quickly. Just stand up to your feet and then sit down. Praise the Lord. Because you're just letting it go, just like that. You're just letting it go. If you have hatred in your heart towards a person and you haven't been able to get rid of it, stand up and let go of it right now. Just stand up and let go of it. Praise God. Now do it again. Praise God. Praise God. Now do it again. I want to feel the break, breakthrough. I don't feel it yet. So we'll just keep doing it until we feel it. Praise God.
There, that's much better, much better. Do it one more time. There you go. No more hatred. Come on, get rid of that hate. Say, I'm, I'm walking out of here without hate. I'm standing up and I'm walking out of here without hate. I don't want to have that in my heart. Praise God. You have a bad habit. It doesn't matter what it is, but it's a bad habit. It's a darkness habit. And you want to get rid of that habit. Stand up right now and be delivered. By standing up, you're simply repenting. You're just saying, God, I repent. I repent in the name of Jesus. Stand up and sit down. Just stand up and sit down. I'll tell you if you need to stand again. Praise the Lord. Think about what I'm saying. If you allow your mind to take you places that it shouldn't, I need you to stand up right now and you're going to have that broken right now. I break it off you in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands. Don't sit down this time. Lift your hands. I break that off you, off your mind right now in the name of Jesus. Ooh, there's so many other people that should be standing and almost everybody stand, but every, almost everybody should be standing. But I just deliver you right now in the name of Jesus. I deliver your mind right now in the name of Jesus. I say your mind will not take you to those crazy places anymore. Your mind will not be your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Put your hands on your head and say, I receive my deliverance tonight in Jesus' name because I'm going to walk in light and I'm going to love light and I'm going to stay in light in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands up. I prophesy to you right now that in the name of Jesus, this will be the best year you've ever had mentally. I declare that the word of the Lord will come to you in your dreams. I prophesy that you'll begin to dream scripture, that as you're laying in your bed, you'll start having joy, that you'll wake up in the middle of the night at two or three in the morning, praying in tongues and praying in the Holy Spirit, that you will get songs that you will actually hear songs in your dreams and you will wake up and remember those songs and you will sing them for the rest of your life because you will know there's the songs of deliverance in the night that Jesus gave you. Praise God. And I prophesy that none of you that are standing will pass any of this on to your children. That it is dying right here. It is dying right now. And it is not going to be passed on in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. By the power of the Holy Ghost, I declare this is going to happen in Jesus' name. Go ahead and sit down. Everybody, this is darkness we're talking about, getting rid of it. We're letting light take over. Everybody that's had nightmares, I want you to stand up right now. And those nightmares are leaving you right now. I'm speaking to you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And I declare that nightmares are a curse. They're a demonic attachment. And now I clean out your house with the blood of Jesus right now. I want everybody standing up for that to walk around the church one time. Just walk around one time as an act of deliverance. Just walk around. And I want to speak to your house right now. We're going to cleanse your house. We're going to drive the leprosy out of your house. We're going to let your whole house be washed right now in the blood of the Lamb. You will not have nightmares. Your children will not have nightmares. You will not pass it on to your children in the name of Jesus. Everybody lift your hands while you're walking around and praying in tongues. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost as you walk around. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, God, this is powerful. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
Let me have my band if, if they're available. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Just do that synthesizer thing if you would. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to God. Look at somebody and say, man, I'm, I'm, I'm getting free right now. Now, you hear my words right here because it's really powerful what the Lord is doing. We're having a deliverance night right now. We're having a deliverance service, and we're just letting God deliver us out of darkness into the light. Out of darkness into the light. Now, what I'm about to tell you is very specific. Everybody that cannot forgive themselves for something needs to stand up right now, and you're going to get... Right now, you're going to get delivered of that because to not be able to forgive yourself for something you have done is to paralyze God from being able to heal you and to deliver you. So lift up your hands and say this prayer. I forgive myself for everything I did that is not of God, that hurt anybody I loved, that wounded anybody, that caused anybody pain, that caused me pain, or me shame, or me dishonor. I forgive myself, and I accept the forgiveness of God right now, and the cleansing of the blood of Jesus. I will not bring it up again. I will not mention it again. And I say that I am forgiven. I do give myself the right to be forgiven. Jesus suffered for me, and He paid the price so that I could forgive myself and be free in the name of Jesus. I'll never do those things again. I'm going to live in God, live in the mercy of God, and live in the Word of God, and live in the power of God. Praise God. Now lift your hand say, I'm clean, and I'm free, and I'm forgiven, and nothing is against me. All of heaven is for me in the name of Jesus. Now, I tell you right now, and I speak this word of prophecy over right now, that your warfare is ending tonight. That you will not have warfare over this in the name of Jesus Christ. That it is ending right here, right now, in the name of Jesus. And it will be settled and forgotten and erased, and you will go on in God in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Turn your thing up, brother, way up. Praise God in the name of Jesus. Sit down for a second. We're just flowing. Now, this one right here is very important. I'm just listening to the Holy Ghost right now because this is going a whole different way than I planned, but I, I just want to follow the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. This one is so powerful that if you don't get rid of it, it could destroy your life. You need to get free. Any sexual issue in your life of any kind, any torment, any warfare, any anything that's going on in that area that you know is not God, you need to stand up right now and we are going to break that off in the name of Jesus and shatter it for the rest of your life. Praise the Lord. That's embarrassing how many of you are not standing that need to stand. It's embarrassing. It's wrong. 
you should stand up. There's a lot more of you that need to stand up. I know who the Holy Spirit, I know what he's telling me. That's not how you honor God. You have nothing to be ashamed of. You're a human being. You have nothing to be ashamed of. It'll cling to you to the grave if you don't. And now you can get free of it right here, right now. At least 20 more people need to stand. But I'm not going to wait. Those of you that are standing, thank you for honoring God in your life and be willing to let light shine into that darkness. Lift your hands. Now, because you have honored God, God is going to bring five new promotions in your life. Because God can trust you to not hide things, He will promote you. Promotions are coming. And only God knows whatever the issue is. None of us know. We don't need to know. What we do need to know is that you're going to be free right now. So I disconnect you. I disconnect you from that sexual harassment of any kind and whatever it is in your life. I disconnect you and now I say be healed from it in the name of Jesus. Every person right now that has ever been sexually assaulted, I need you to stand up and come up here to the front right now because you're going to get delivered and you need to get delivered right now. Stand up all the way across because this is the night for you to get that broken over you. That is not going to ever happen again. And whatever those things are, they're going to be broken off you and you are going to be free from the memory because God not only heals human bodies and hearts, He also heals people's memories. Praise the Lord. Being sexually assaulted is a crime. And if anyone in this building is being sexually assaulted right now by anyone, no matter who it is, you need to tell on that person. Because they will do it to someone else. Now lift your hands. I'm going to do three things that are going to heal you tonight. The first thing I'm doing is I'm disconnecting you from the person that did this or the people that did this. You have been one flesh with that person who forced themselves upon you in whatever way. And the impurity of that has stayed with you in the form of the presence of evil spirits that they transferred over to you. But I have the power through the name of Jesus Christ to disconnect you from that covenant of the flesh so that you'll actually forget it. You will not remember it. It will not be a memory that passes through your mind and you will be completely free from the torment and the demons that visit your dreams and the unnatural desires you sometimes have that are not from God. Those come from that person. So say this prayer, I renounce those people and what they did. I forgive them and I will not curse them because cursing them keeps me connected to them. So instead, I pray for them right now and I ask God to save them if they're still alive 
and deliver them in the name of Jesus. Now I disconnect you from the covenant of the flesh with those individuals or that person in the name of Jesus. Let your armor down right now because you have had to get hard in order to survive that. Let your armor down and let the Holy Spirit heal that aspect of your life right now. There you go. There you go. Now you're being delivered. Now you're being delivered. I can see it now. Now you're being delivered. Now that is being broken off you. Being hard is not the way to get free. Forgiving is how you get free. Being tender-hearted is how you get free. In the name of Jesus, be totally delivered from that abuse. Be totally delivered from that violation. Now the second thing we're doing is going to heal you from what it did to you as a person. Now Lord, I ask you to begin to heal people right now. I ask you to heal their mind first. I ask you to heal their heart. And Lord, most of all, I ask you to heal their identity. Who they think they are and how they see themselves. Heal that right now in their lives, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Heal them right now, Father. Heal their emotions. All the different emotions, Lord. Holy Spirit, would you go now into every person right now and pour in the oil of the Holy Spirit? Would you pour in the wine of the Holy Spirit? Would you just keep them in the hollow of your hand, Lord, and hold them in the name of Jesus? And then the third thing, right now, I release the lying spirit that would blame you for any of it. I release you from blaming yourself or from being blamed or taking responsibility for any of that. It is not your fault. It was not your fault. You did not do anything. You were innocent and you are being delivered and healed of that right now. And the curse of fearing that that will happen again is now broken off you. It will not happen again. You will stay free. You will walk free and you will live at liberty in the name of Jesus. Be delivered completely. Be delivered completely. Be delivered completely. Be delivered completely. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, you will forget all these things in time and you will walk in the healing of the Holy Spirit. You will remember events, but you will not taste the pain. In the name of Jesus, thank you, God. Now say it out loud. I am no longer living in this cage. I'm free, I'm staying free, and I'm living free in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hug somebody next to you. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. Praise Jesus tonight. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Dear God of heaven, Sweet Holy Spirit, you're amazing. Thank you, Lord. I want you to close your eyes. And I'm going to ask a question. A 
shut everybody out. It is unnatural not to want to go to heaven. It is unnatural not to have a desire to go to heaven. It is unnatural to not care. And it's not intelligent. It's very unintelligent. An intelligent person would always want to go to heaven. They would never take a chance. They would just never do it. Intelligent people do not risk things. They don't take chances on a lack of information. So I'm going to ask you as you're sitting there, if you're not sure you're going to go to heaven, now's the time to be smart and intelligent. God can get you to heaven. You cannot get yourself there. Since God owns heaven, He's the only one that can unlock heaven and allow you in. And He also will give you peace so deep that it will never leave you till you die, that you're going to go to heaven. So every person has their eyes closed and is praying for people all around you. And here's the question. If you want to go to heaven and you want to have peace about that and you want that in your heart, but you don't have it, you're not 100% sure, I would like you to raise your hand right there where you're sitting so that I can pray for you right now. And I see your hands going up everywhere. I'm not going to have you come forward tonight. I'm going to pray for you right where you're at. Just lift your hands, everybody. Look at all those hands. Look at all the people right now that are saying, I want that. Now, I want you to stand up right where you're at, and I'm going to pray for you right there where you're at. If you're near any of these people that are standing, just stretch your hands out towards them. So many people right now. I'm counting 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 24, 26, 28, 30, 32, 33 people. Now think about this. Let's all say this prayer together. Dear Jesus, I want to have peace that can't be stolen. I want to go to heaven. And I want to live in heaven while I'm here. Enter my heart now. I invite you to live here. Write my name in the book of life. Wash my sins away by the blood of Jesus. I give you my heart. And I give you my will. I give you my life. I belong to you. I know now that I'm going to walk with you and I don't have to be afraid anymore that I will go to heaven. I'm going 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 to heaven. And I'm not guilty. I'm not guilty anymore. I'm not guilty anymore. I have been forgiven and I have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Amen.
Let's all give them a hand tonight. Say, praise God. Wow. What a great, what a great night. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Look at two or three people around you and say, man, you're a light walker, I can tell. So we had five amazing services, and all of them totally different. Five amazing services. Can we give God praise for that? Can we say praise God? Can we say, can we thank God for all the people that got saved? Can we say, God, so many people got saved Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Wow, I mean, amazing. Can we thank God for all the healings and all the deliverances and all the breakthroughs? Amazing. Jesus, you're amazing. Jesus, you're amazing. Wow. Praise the Lord. Give somebody a high five and sit down for a minute. And we're going to do the last thing. I have totally run out of all products, so if you want anything, you can order it back there, but I'm totally out. Uh, the pa pastor asked me to do something tonight. He said if I would take an offering for the building, because as you know, you're going to a new building. Isn't that exciting? I mean, the building is going to be amazing. And, and you guys need to understand that any church that has the hand of God on it grows so going to a new building is increasing your capacity to affect Wasilla and whatever surrounding communities there may be I don't know if there are because it's Alaska and I'm not sure about things praise the Lord I just know I saw a moose where I'm staying so Hallelujah. So, so what I'm saying to you tonight is I know Pastor would be so encouraged and Sister Karen would be so encouraged if we gave a great offering tonight towards the building fund. I'm going to give $1,000 myself just so I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Praise the Lord. So what I'd like you to consider, ushers, would you pass out envelopes? Everybody, please take an envelope, even if you're going to give $1. None of this goes to me. This is all for the church. We're not taking an offering for me tonight. We're taking an offering for the church. Praise the Lord. You have already given really great towards our children and towards the orphanage. You have given over $13,000 this week. Do you hear what I'm saying? The month of July has been covered. Can we praise God for that? Isn't that exciting? Come on, everybody. Let's thank God. That's 13,000 meals that you bought this year, this uh, week for orphans. Thank you for doing that. You're, you're fabulous. Thank you for doing that. Now, you're taking an envelope, and here's what I want you to do. Before you decide what you're putting in, before you decide... How many of you would consider matching my gift? If you could give it tonight, give it. But if you can give it over the next uh, couple of months, you say, well, I could give $1,000 in the next eight weeks or the next, you know, three months, I could give $1,000. And if you're here 
And you could give more than that if you're one of those people that says, listen, part of my ministry is giving. I can give 10,000 or 100,000 or, or 50,000 or whatever. Do that. And if you could do it tonight, that would be great. But if you can't do it tonight, tonight just give the best you can. Give a part of it. Say, man, I can give $100 tonight or I can give you know, $50. But over the next three months, I want you to write it on your envelope what it is you want to give over the next three months. Whatever that number is, 10,000, 1,500, 100, whatever it is, towards that building. Because, you know, that building is going to cost a lot of money. But it's going up. The building is going up. The building is going up. Praise the Lord. You're going to be in a building pretty soon, probably by this year. You, you, you understand what I'm saying, right? Probably by this year. You're going to be in, a, in the next move of God. Now, if you're the kind of person that says, oh, I like a little church and all that, you just have no vision other than for your own little self to be happy in your own little group. I'm sorry, that's not the kingdom of God. That's a social club. Here we win souls. We win thousands of people. We want every color, every creed, from every background. We run all the drug addicts. We want all the prostitutes. We want all the bankers. We want all the lawyers. We want all the politicians. We want everybody. Praise the Lord. Because some of those prostitutes are going to be the great apostles, the great prophets, and the great evangelists of the world. Because they're going to appreciate what Jesus has done for them. Praise God. It's only the religious that aren't grateful. So write down whatever that number is. Put your name on it and write it down so that at least people can agree and have faith on what it is. Give the most you can tonight uh, towards the building fund. And then when, when you're ready, lift it up so I can see it, and then we'll have the ushers do it. So put in there right now. Put whatever offering you're going to give. And please, if you don't have any money, ask somebody to give you a dollar. Ask somebody to give you a dollar. Do the best you can tonight and then put on there what you're asking God to give you the power to do. Praise the Lord. It's a good thing. It's for the church and it's going to bless the church. And I know it'll bless Pastor so much. Praise God. I wish we could just pay it all off tonight. I wish somebody could just give eight million. I really do. I wish somebody would just, just could just give eight million. I was in Louisiana and the Holy Spirit told me to take an offering. And, and there's times when he tells me, when he does, it's, it's unbelievable. And it pays off buildings. And so this time I heard the Holy Ghost tell me, and so he told me. I didn't know how much they owed. And we took the offering, it was $1.5 million, and it paid off their whole church. That has happened now many, many, many times. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. Tonight, we're just receiving an offering for the church. Would you guys come forward? Praise the Lord. I've been so honored to be here, and I wanted to say thank you to Pastor Daniel and Pastor Karen. I wanted just to say to you how much I love and respect them. And I want to tell you as a minister for 46 years, traveling around the whole world, that they treat me with so much love and so much hospitality 
Sister Karen has cooked some of the greatest meals I have ever eaten. <laughs> the salmon was still moving. <laughs> it was so alive. And, and she's such a great person. She's such a kind person. She's so loving. She loves Pastor Daniel so much. She loves her children so much, and she loves you so much, and she's so intense about the things of God. I just respect her so much. And Brother Daniel, look at how much weight he's lost. Isn't that amazing? Eating bacon and things. It's amazing. But it really works. And look at, look at him. He, he's just adding years to his life. And so you guys have really good pastors and really good leaders. And then you're connected to one of the great moves of God on planet Earth with King's Cathedral and Pastor Morocco and all the move of God. Pretty exciting. And I've preached there for 20-something years. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in Hawaii constantly preaching, and I really love them a lot. Praise the Lord. Are you ready? Let's lift it up, and ushers, would you go ahead and receive that? And as we're receiving it, we just pray over it, Lord. We pray over whatever anybody is giving right now, in whatever amount it is, may you get great glory from it, Jesus. Praise God. Just bless everybody that's giving to the building fund, everybody that's already given this year, and those of you that are going to keep giving. And we just bless that building program. We just release it, and we declare that it's going to just be blessed in Jesus' name. Praise God. We'll be back again next April, and hopefully some of my family members will be here as well. I think my son Gavin might be coming to preach, and maybe one of my daughters. We'll, we'll see what happens. Praise the Lord. You're going to love them more than you like me. That's okay with me. May they have a hundred times more. Praise God. It's really great. Thank you guys for showing up every night and being here every night. Some of you literally made it every service. And uh, I just really appreciate that. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. So we just uh, going to go ahead and stand and pray over. Pastor, you want to come up and dismiss everybody? Give a nice hand to Brother Ivan. And give a shout out to Jesus! Hallelujah! Let's close in prayer. Father, we just thank you for all that you've done through Brother Ivan, Lord, in our lives, Lord. By the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that flows through him, Lord, to us, God. You've blessed us. You've raised us up. You've encouraged us. You've healed us. You've set us free, Lord. You've delivered us, God. You've done so much, God. And we're so grateful to you, Lord. I ask you to bless all those that are here, Lord, tonight, God, and those that are joining us online, Lord. Hallelujah. And the priestly blessing, Lord, tonight. The Lord blessing keep you. The Lord makes his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. 
I'll see you Sunday morning. Hallelujah.